Welcome to the Preacher Persuade Podcast. My name is Sam Prada. I'm here with Dan Rudman, and we're in our second part of this little series, I guess. Might only just be these two parts. Um, we started in Acts 4, we read basically most of the chapter, and we keyed into, what was it, verse 13, right? Yeah, it's the key verse, yeah. Yep, key verse of, of this reality that these these Sadducees, these, these you know Jewish leaders, yep, they simple. recognized that these men these apostles had been with jesus and and dan kind of gave these these themes then that you see in this or you know in and around the context of this of of they had this knowledge uh and then that led them to be courageous and then there's something implicit too that dan talked about that okay you see this also in the way that they interact with one another um so we're going to really we talked a lot about knowledge in the last one in the last episode if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it because this is all kind of running together, so to speak. Um, we talked about knowledge. We talked about how uh, these guys had a real encounter with the word, with the truth, who is Jesus, who is eternal life. Yeah. Um, all these things are kind of interwoven together. It's big tapestry. Uh, but when you have a confrontation and an experience with the truth, and the truth is in you, and now you know we think about the Holy Spirit residing within us, he is the spirit of truth. Um, he reveals Christ. He glorifies Christ. Now that leads to and manifests itself in our own lives in a bold and courageous life. So Dan talked about in the last episode this this reality from the very beginning when when sin entered into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this it's this issue with with men and with women. You know, with humanity from the very beginning yep. is. Fear. Yeah. We we are prone to fear. Yeah. And what we're prone to fear is man, our fellow man. We're prone to fear created things mm-hmm. uh, instead of fearing God. Yeah. So what courage really is, I mean, if you try to give a definition to it, it's it's doing what's right even though you're prone to fear. You know, you have this fear, you're afraid... Yeah. But what is courage? It's it's overcoming it in yeah. a sense. It's yeah. combating it. Yeah. It's resisting it, and it's it's still doing what you got to do. Yeah. And if if there wasn't this sense of fear, then we wouldn't necessarily have this idea of courage. Yeah. So so a way to say that too, Sam. Then the way I tie all this together, there's a handful of words I put together. Yeah. That you could have a whole, probably a biblical theology, like a whole of study of, of courage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the things I tie together. Okay. So. Um, courage, it's not the absence of fear. Right. It's the acknowledgement of my fear. Yep. And that fear probably, well, I can't say for sure because I don't know, I don't know pre-fall, right? Yeah. But I don't think that fear was there in pre-fall. There no. There's this trust in, the, in God, right? Right. That's the point. You're walking so, with God. So it seems like this fear entered in, because the scriptures actually say that in Genesis yep. 3, they were fearful. Yep. Fear entered in because of the fall. Yep. Okay. So um, now they operate in fear. And the opposite of that, then, is this idea of courage. Yeah. So it's an acknowledgement of your fear. It's what we talked about the last time about the confessing our sin, being open, walking yeah. in the light, yeah. being in truthfulness. Okay. But I don't. I'm not ruled by fear, because I, 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 uh, I have a courage which is my eyes are set on something bigger than myself, mm. and it's God. Mm-hmm. And supremely, that comes with the presence of God in my life through the person, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So courage then is not the absence of fear. 
but it's doing the right thing, as you say. So here's another word I use, is courage looks like a couple things. It looks like it's trust. Yeah. Faith and trust is, is, is a word you'd put in this discussion, yep. as well as obedience. Mm. So a man, man who's courageous, in a sense, you say, how do you know he's courageous? Well, he's obedient. He's obedient. He's doing the right thing. Because the problem is sometimes, and, the, and, and we're, you know where this all came up, Sam? We, we, I don't know if, if you knew how I got into this. Like, again, I, I meant to say this on the other podcast, by the way. You know, I guess certain people see me as a certain way. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a big, robust guy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people don't know of all my fears. I'm as fearful as anybody, probably. Right. People don't know that. But they see me as this big, robust guy, and I've done things in my life, and I go chase bears and stuff. Okay. Yeah. But the fact is, I have, I have fear just like everybody else has. Right. And what drove me nuts early on, believe it or not, this is where I got into this discussion, is I started thinking about some of the manhood stuff. But I realized in evangelism mm-hmm. that the number one reason I, I find people don't, we don't talk to people about crisis, we're afraid. Yeah, yeah, that's what I found too. And I thought, wow. And it, that sent me down this road, yep. to be honest with you. And I began to go, oh, no wonder we're afraid. We're afraid of men. We're afraid of what, not, we're not going to know what to say. We're, <laughs> well, why do we fear in the first place? Well, that's kind of silly. Yeah. God's with me. Yeah. Well, then I realized this is the construct. Yeah. And so what you see in the scriptures is this reality of if I operate based on my own guts, on my own resources, I tend to go into fear. Yep. And I size everything up based on my standard. You know, I look like grasshoppers in their eyes kind yeah. of thing. We said that earlier with the spies. And uh, But I've been called to have my eyes fixed on Christ yeah. and to believe him and to step out by faith. That's what we mean when you hear that step out by faith. That's being courageous. Yeah. I'm going to trust God for this thing. Yeah. And uh, and it looks like being a um, intentional, uh, 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 well, courageous, but an intentional, obedient man. Yeah, yeah, is what it really looks like. Yeah, yeah. Or woman. Or well, woman, and, the, you know? and this is important too: connecting courage with with obedience, mm-hmm. and connecting it with truth, and connecting it with a knowledge of God. Right. Because you know you could hear you hear secular people say, and people of the world say, you know, of a woman who goes into Planned Parenthood and gets her ch- child killed in the womb and how, oh, that was so courageous for her to do that. It's like, no, that wasn't courageous. Mm-hmm. That was wicked. Yeah. So you have to have biblical courage. Yeah, that's good. has to be connected to yeah. truth, r- true truth, obedience. Yeah. So, you know, the guy that hijacks the, the plane or whatever, the, you know, think of 9-11, uh, the hijackers of those planes that then, you know, flew them into... Yeah. Buildings and the Pentagon and yeah, you'd the Twin to, Towers. You'd want to be careful about calling that courage because they did something so bold and crazy. Exactly. That doesn't necessarily mean the courage we're talking about. Right. That's right. not what we're talking That's about. That's fair. That's a fair discussion. Yeah, yeah. So tying all that together then, of course, for me, it's almost easier than to see pictures of it. And we go to the Old Testament and you, and, you know, we you mentioned all sorts of them. All sorts. David and Goliath, right? Yep. Just, just study it. And David shows up. He's the young guy. He says, what are you guys all afraid of? Don't you believe God's going to be in our favor? Yeah. Remember that? I mean, there's yeah. that whole, you guys yeah. can read it. But that's really what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, Moses, same thing. You know, I'm going to send you to set my people free. This is what's going to happen. Oh, what happens if they don't listen to me? And blah, 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 blah. It's all fear. Yeah. It's all fear. Um, uh, the other one I like, the spies going to the land. We talked yeah. about that. Numbers 13 and 14. Yep. Okay, and um, and then another one of my f- uh, really favorite stories is uh, First John, or excuse me, First Samuel thirteen fourteen, Jonathan and the armor bearer. Yeah, yeah I, know, I think I that, that is so cool because it's just these two guys decide. Everybody else is. I mean, you, again, it'd be great to do a whole study on it, but I tell people go read it. And what you realize is there's these guys that kind of sold themselves over to the Philippine or Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> 
Philistines. Philistines. <laughs> they sold Those Filipinos. They kind of <laughs> went over and kind of joined the, you know, sell themselves out. And the others are up there with, with Saul shaking, well, and quivering. Saul, Saul just failed, too, Yeah, yeah, this. yeah. And then the other guys have went over and hidden caves. Yeah. And and, and Jonathan and his arm bear go, you know, let's go do this. The Lord may, may give over Again, to us. it's not even pretentious. Yeah. It's not cockiness. Yeah. You know, when you think of arrogance, yeah. cockiness, yeah, that'd be a good good contrast. It's not arrogant. Right. It's not, I'm so powerful and tough. Yeah. That's not really it. They're like, maybe God will do something. And so they actually set themselves up in the worst case scenario, if you think about it, because they're down, it's kind of like they're down in this valley and there's this cliff. And at the top of the cl- cliff is this, is this group of soldiers, Philistines. Yeah. Not, Phil- not Philippines, <laughs> Philistines. <laughs> anyway, they go like, they, they, they literally say, uh, let's, let's show ourselves to the guys. Yeah. And if they call us up. The Lord has given us over to us. Which is the worst case scenario. That's what's interesting. Yeah. It's like they're not looking to go, well, you know, if they come down to us, we're, you know, we'll be on the same common ground. Because climbing up hand over fist, hand over foot, which, you know. You're, you're totally disadvantaged. Yeah, you're totally disadvantaged. Well, it's, it's Star Wars. You probably have never watched Star Wars. No. Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith when Anakin turns into Darth Vader and he's fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi and then they're having this epic battle and then, and then Obi-Wan ends up on a hill above him and he goes, I have the high ground, Anakin, you're done. And Anakin, in his rage, jumps up and Obi-Wan slices him up. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Got the high ground. No, that's cute. <laughs> so anyway, they go up there. And what happens, though, is they do they do kind of kick butt and take names there in a, in a, in a fight with this with this small squad. But then it sends a panic. Yeah. And they start killing them, each and other. They start killing each other. And then the interesting thing is then the nation of Israel guys start coming out of the caves, start coming out of their fear, and they come to the battle. Yeah. So the principle there is that I've seen over and over in life, if you see it biblically and I've seen it in life, is when a man, this is again why this oh, thing is so awesome. cool to me, when a man it. will stand up and be courageous and walk with God, yep. he actually sets something in motion. Yeah, he does. Whether it's just being faithful with his family and, you know, catechesis, we talked about earlier, or just being something within his family. He actually sets, in a sense, I don't want to overstate this, but he like reverses the fall. Yeah. You know, this, the it's fall incredible. is entropy. It's just it, everything's falling apart. And he has this part to play in life where there's a sense which he gets to reverse that. Yeah. In his courage. He gets to set something else in motion. And so when men stand up and do the right thing like there with Jonathan Arbor. They actually bring other men who are fearful out of, out of the out of the out, out of their the, fears. Out of their fears. It's crazy. And, crazy. And the opposite is true too then. That's what you see with yep. with the spies. The ten come in and they start complaining and whining and what happens? All the women and children in the camp start whining and complaining. Yep. And so you know, we already you know dealt with all that in the twenty some hours of podcasts on biblical manhood and womanhood. But God has created a world you can't get out of it yeah. that's hierarchical. Yeah, and we could have a discussion. We already had that. Like, how does that work and all that? But He did. And so the point is, is when men lead, whether they're going to lead in fear or they're going to lead in courage, people follow. People follow. They Whatever that is. People, wives, children, everybody follows. Yep. And so it's really a cool construct to me. It's incredible. That's why I love talking about it with men and young men. You guys have an opportunity not to be enslaved by these fears. I know you have them. Yeah. Like, I know you do. Yeah. We, we all do, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But you have this opportunity in Christ not to be enslaved by that. Yeah. But to actually be a bondservant to Christ and get in step with the Spirit and live. And so, you know, live a courageous life. And so a lot of times, I'm not kidding you, I, like, if I sense in my soul some fearful thing, I usually know I'm supposed to do the opposite. <laughs> I really do. I like. I literally will say, "Okay, I bet I'm supposed to do the opposite." No, you got. You know, there's a sobriety there. There's a mm-hmm. thinking. There's yeah. wisdom. You know, 
it's not it's recklessness. Not, it's not, yeah, it's not recklessness. Stupidity. But seriously, I have to look at myself, why am I not doing something? Yeah. Because you have to be careful with fear too, but sometimes it is a, a legitimate concern you have to weigh out. Yeah. That's different than being paralyzed by fear. Wise as serpents. Yeah, yeah. But, but the point is, is this is a construct and it's apparent to people when you do this. You know, another part of the sand that strikes me, I was bringing up with you, um, again, we may have talked about it in the past, but I've read some studies on this sort of thing. And it's interesting in the world how, you know, with men leading, mm-hmm. whether they're leading the wrong way or, or, or encourage. And again, I want to emphasize the courage thing. But even like the homosexuality thing, it's very interesting in the history of the world where men go and engage in homosexuality. It spreads, and all of a sudden now it's the women and the children. And in the end, it's women and children who are oppressed because of the movement by the men. Of course. It's just, you can't get out of it. Right. And so the beautiful part for us as believers, and I would say, you know, men and women, okay, but men are to lead in this, and women can follow in this. You can have courageous women. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to have, right? So, but the point is, is that we have this opportunity to trust that the Spirit's actually with me, Hmm. for me to stand on the Word of God and actually stand on that. Yeah. And it's compelling. Yeah. And our culture is looking all over for that. And so yeah. it's compelling to me when some of these, uh, even in all fairness, some of these young women, you know, like, I don't even, I don't, don't need to mention any names, but they do stand up and they're not afraid to say, no, that's wrong. The government's wrong. This thing, you know, there's yeah, some of these yeah. conservative gals and that, you know, claim to be Christians. And, and it's compelling to people. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because they, the, they're not pleased, trying to please people. They're trying to please something greater. Yeah. Right. And so, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, man, I just love this discussion. Um, you know, obviously, we know in our culture today that we have a, a serious epidemic of a lack of courage. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I mean, it's 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 going it's going out of control now. I mean, like social media has thrown a fire on it. COVID has the government. Everything has thrown um, I gas on the fire, I guess, <laughs> of of creating more fear, creating more timidity, creating more passiveness. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, guys today just don't even have courage to talk to a girl. I hear that. I mean, it's crazy. That's your generation, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a serious issue. (laughs) Yeah, you've been reading about that. It's interesting. But, yes, I gave a little spiel on courage to a group of um, NDSU athletes, I don't know, a year and a half ago now, a couple years ago now, yeah. and on this courage issue. But it's just like you, like that's I I started to think more about it with with um evangelism too. Because yeah. that's always you yep. know, we're evangelists. You know, I, I feel the fear. Yep. I, I get afraid to yeah, talk people to don't think I do because I'm kinda extroverted right. and I'm like, and no, no, you might be surprised how much I remember yeah. the first time that I actually did initiative evangelism with the guy that was um discipling me when I was a student at NDSU and he's like, Hey, you don't even have to say anything. I'll do all the talking. You just come with me. I was still terrified. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but even in that, like, man, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, you, what you do, though, is you you hold on to the promises of God. Yeah. You hold on to his promises, his truths. Um, obviously, we could think about, because you said trust, faith is wrapped up into this Hebrews 11. We have this confidence in the things unseen. Yep. We're looking forward. We talked about this a couple of episodes yep. ago with eternal reward yeah. and stewardship. Okay, we're looking forward to the reward. We're looking forward to the things unseen. We're we're holding on to those things. Yeah. Uh, we're we're not even holding on to our own lives. Like yeah. That's what Jesus says. Don't don't fear the guy. Don't fear the person that can kill the body. Yeah. But can't do anything to the, to the soul. Right. I'll tell you who to fear. 
Fear the guy that can kill the body and throw the soul into hell for eternity. That's who you should fear. Yeah. That's what Jesus says to these people. He's saying, you got to fear your father in heaven because he can ruin your body and he can throw you in hell. Yeah, Matthew 10. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, boy. But the point is, like, don't fear man. Right. The only thing he can do to you is kill the body. And we think, oh, yeah, that's, the worst <laughs> that's thing. a pretty bad thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's just how how much we have to really shift our minds. Yeah. Because... Well, think, I was just thinking when you were talking, though, Sam, really, that's, I mean, that's what ter- terror, terrorism. Oh. Mm. It preys on fear. Pray, yeah, yeah. And that's what's happening in our culture right now. There's this, this oh, you're, not, you're not supposed to speak. You're not supposed to do oh, this. Oh, everybody's so afraid. Everybody's afraid. I've been hearing this. I've been reading these studies on the campuses uh, about these students. They're terrified. Yeah. Nobody wants to speak well, out. Nobody wants to stand up because got, they're afraid, even though they actually have a different view. Yeah. You got cancel culture now. Yeah. And it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. This is happening. It, and it's a, it, and you really, I would call it a terrorism. Yeah, it is. It's like, and so what? what is the answer? The answer is trusting God. Yeah. Just being so confident in God, being convinced of who God is, yep. that you then step into that. Yeah. Now, being courageous, um, it's a... Yeah, we're called to be courageous. We're called to be bold. Like Paul is is Paul dealt with this. This is an amazing thing. If you read through Paul's epistles, like like he, he or read, you read through Acts, like where was it? Where where God? He might. I think it was when he was in Corinth, and he was really distressed. He was struggling with fear. God gives him a word. Says, "Hey, don't be afraid. I'm with you." Uh, staying here, there's there's many in the city oh, that yeah, are mine. Yeah. You remember that? Yep. So Paul was struggling with fear. He's asking the Ephesians in his letter to the Ephesians to pray for him, to speak boldly, you know, to proclaim the gospel boldly as he ought to speak. Like yeah. he's saying that the way he ought to speak is boldly. <laughs> and so he's asking for prayer that he do this. So Paul struggled with fear. Yeah, do not be afraid any longer was the night vision. Oh, yeah. But go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you, and no man will attack you in order to harm you, for I I have many people in this city. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, eight, 18, Acts yeah. 18. So there, there's a promise from God. Yeah. You hold on to it. Now, we have all these promises in Scripture, and we hold on to them. We're, we're not promised that we're not going to die. Like, that's the thing is being courageous, it might cost you your life. Mm-hmm. It might cost you your job. It might cost you yeah. your family. It might cost you whole, the 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 biggest things in life. Yeah. And 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 so it's not like there isn't this this temporal cost. Um, but you hold on to the things unseen, and you and you overcome that fear, and you you act you act. Yeah. And you you make a decision, and you go, I'm just gonna do what I know is but, right. But when you say overcome a fear. I think it's important to understand. Again, that's the thing. It's not like you're moxie, like ah, I'm gonna suck up my guts. It's like no, I really believe something bigger here. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the point. That's what really carries you through. Yeah. And I'm sure there's guys that feel like they're tougher than everybody else, and that's why they demonstrate something maybe. But that's not what we're talking about. No. It's because you actually do believe something. Yeah. You believe God's presence is actually with you. Yeah, you yeah. actually got God's actually opened your eyes and yeah. your mind to certain things. Yeah. And like, no, I'm I'm going to trust God and I'm going to stand on this. Yeah. And if I get blasted, I get blasted. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna move off this. You know, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, there you go. The 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 stories are endless. We go through the Old yeah, Testament. The, like, yeah, okay, hey, is. guess what? No, no, we're yeah. not going to bow down your golden idol, Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Uh, 
And, and yeah, we know we're, we're going to get thrown into this furnace. Yeah. Well, think of the Great Commission. I, I always like this, you know, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, very common for a lot of us that are, you know, from the evangelical Protestant world, you know. But when he says, um, uh, I'm going to be with you always to the very end of the age. Yeah. That whole passage is like, okay, you go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing, yep. you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Yep. And lo, I am with, with you. you. Wow. See, it's that same thing. Yep. How, he knew they'd be fearful. Remember when he the first ver- the first eighteen there does say you know they they doubted. Yeah. Yeah. They wonder. Well, it's actually would it be seventeen? Seventeen percent. But they doubt they were fearful. Like, what's this? What's this all about? What's going on? Yeah. And he's well, but I'm going to be with you always. Yeah, yeah. And then don't don't leave Jerusalem till the Holy Spirit comes on you. My very presence. Yep. See you again. That's the theme. It's over and over and over. And when you come to that and you go, oh, yeah, God's with me. His Spirit's with me. Yep. Okay. Now I just need to obey what he has, tells me to do. Yep. And, uh, and And again, what it looks like from the outside, it looks like it could look like courage or it could look like obedience. Yeah. Somebody would see you yeah. and see you doing something. And, and why does that, why does that, why do people want to follow that? Well, yeah. why do people recognize that as courage? Well, because they feel the same thing you'd feel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. Sure. Like, if you're on the front lines, you know, think of all the war movies you've ever seen, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 what's the one? Braveheart. You know, that's kind of. Yeah, that's he's got a bunch of messages in there that are similar to this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, the, the the king that gives the message, you know, in front of all of his warriors, and then he's the one that leads the charge. Yep. It's like, the reason why that's so compelling is because, is because what this guy is, everybody knows that we're all feeling the same thing. We're all we're all terrified. We all don't really want to die. Right. But the fact that this guy mm-hmm. is overcoming that. Right. And in doing what's right, yeah. it's, it's compelling. Well, and that's why First Peter five says that one of the qualifications of leaders, right, is to exempt. We've talked about this, but exemplify the destination. Yeah. 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 They're they're yeah, in a sense a leader is just maybe half a step ahead of the guys, you know. Yeah. But he is a half step ahead. He's yeah. like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to trust God for this. Let's go. Yep. Yep. You know, and I have to help. I I have to wonder too, Sam. I've even noticed when you were here, we've had this discussion. You know, so much of my ministry that I've had when I moved here to Kansas was by myself. Yeah. No, no. Don't get me wrong. I've taken guys to the jail with me, and I've mentored many, many men. But a lot of what I've done has just been on my initiative. Right. And when you moved here, even just we've only you know you've only been here nine months now. It's been kind of fun because like you prompt me. Okay, yeah, we're going on the campus today. Let's go. Yep. You know, and, and and there's something about that in Luke 10 where Jesus sent him out to, uh, is it Luke 10? Yeah, sent him out two by two. Mm-hmm. And and you got to wonder, well, some of that could be. It's like working out. I've heard that. I'm not trying to be too pragmatic here. But, they, you know, it's good to have a workout partner because you have days I just don't feel like getting up and going. Yeah. But I know some this other person gives you some oomph. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. It, does, it actually works. It it's really It's really crazy. So, so I, again, I don't want to be to- totally a mundane pragmatic, but it sort of is like that. Yeah. It's like, no, your, your courage encourages me today yeah and i and there's other days my my courage will encourage you right yeah. even encourage is interesting right but you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah well i want to share a verse um, okay go i gotta find it here quick but obviously we know that jesus himself as fully man also exemplified perfectly courage and and uh let's go to his temptation this uh, temptation in the garden, yeah. garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. What is it, Luke? Um, well, it's in many of the, the Gospels. Let's see here about... 
Luke um, 22. 21, 22. 39. Okay. And he came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. Right. That's verse 40. Yep. Yep. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. There it is. Yep. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Yeah. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. So, okay, when have you ever in your life been so afraid that you sweated blood? And now people want to debate: Was this is this symbolic, yeah. or is this literal? Because literally, there is a there is a medical condition, condition where yeah. you can you're so stressed stressed that your you ca- actually can sweat rupture. blood. Yeah. Yep, and then it gets into your sweat glands, and then it it goes out. You sweat it. Yeah, blood. I've heard that. Yeah. So that can happen. So the point is, is that whether or not this is literal sweating of blood because of that what because of great great stress or symbolic, it means the same thing. Right. Like he was in that much agony. Right. Good. And, and so the point is, is like, okay, yeah, you, you've never been in a situation um, that where you were in mo- had more fear or were in more agony or distress than Jesus was in this moment. Now, it's not because – now, Michael Durham said this in – you know, when we had our AFCI conference, he, yeah. he touched on this. Uh, it's not because Jesus was facing physical death because many, many men in history – have faced physical death and have been far more, you could say, um, what am I trying to say? Confident in it, lacking distress, yep. at peace. Uh, okay, yep. Just read Fox's Book of Martyrs. Read whatever you want to read. Sure. And all these Christians throughout history uh, faced martyrdom just very calmly. Yep. Obviously, that was given to them by the Holy Spirit, but even non believers can face death far okay. more calmly. Yep. Without distress, so it's not the physical death that Jesus is in agony about. It's this 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 cup that he asked the Father to remove, like remove this cup from me. And this cup is the cup of the wrath of God. Yeah. And this is a theme throughout Scripture. the The cup of of God is the cup of His wrath. Yeah. And He pours it out on evildoers, mm-hmm. and that's His punishment. So when you drink the cup of his of the wrath of God, you're 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 being judged by God yeah. for your sin. Yeah. And we know that that ultimately lands you in hell for eternity. Yeah. Like if you are going to drink the cup of God's wrath, you are going to be in hell for eternity. Yeah. And so yeah. So the point is is that Jesus is terrified, he's afraid, he's fearful. Yeah. Because he's a man. And he's going to be in a, in a, in a sense, right? He's going to be separated from the Father. Yep, his man, his manhood is. Yeah. Not not him as in his divinity. Right. That'd be heresy. <laughs> but yes, the, the he's going to experience. Yep. The ultimate like separation. Well, yeah, the ultimate that punishment. He's never. What I'm saying, he's never experienced. He's never that. experienced it. Yep. Yep. Right. Him as a man has always been in perfect communion with the Father. Right. Uh, we have never yet experienced such perfect communion. Yeah. Because right. we still have this fleshly body. Yeah. So Jesus is Jesus is perfect. He's without sin. He has no sin. He has nothing that separates him from the Father. 
uh, he's righteous. Mm-hmm. We we're, we can never say that of ourselves. Uh, and hit the temptation for him, <laughs> this is the, what's so interesting. It's For us, our temptation is to go dabble with sin again. When we're saved uh, and we're being sanctified and we're Christians, our temptation that we feel, go back to the filth. Go back to the filth. That's the temptation we feel. Mm. His temptation is, I don't want to touch the filth. I don't want it. Remove this cup from me. I don't want to take on the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take on all this filth because I'm clean and holy and pure. And then be punished for it nonetheless. Not only just take it on, but be punished for it. That's the temptation. I don't want to drink this cup. I don't want to be unholy. Hmm. And so he's facing this incredible, he's in distress. He's sweating blood. The angels have to be sent to his side to, to aid him, to strengthen him. And this is the ultimate, you know, we talked about all these examples in the Old Testament of courage. This is the premier example of courage in scripture hmm. it is there's no greater example of courage than this right here that's good because he is about to be punished by an infinite wrath for our sin for the sin of billions of people murder adultery rape incest hmm. genocide abortion lying adultery i mean i said adultery whatever all the sin that's ever been yeah. You know, think of it. How gross, how bad, how wicked. It's going to be put on his shoulders. He's going to bear it in his body, and the Father's going to pour infinite wrath on him. Yeah. Yes, his body's going to die. That's that's not what he's in agony yeah. about. He's in agony about the spiritual reality. Yeah. Wrath. So, and what does he do? Not my will, but yours be done. Yep. He gets there up. There it is. And, he, and then from that point on, read the rest of the narrative, all the Gospels, from that point on, he he is like stone cold, so to speak. Like he is, his eyes are set. Yep. No more distress. He's getting tried. They're mocking him. They're spitting on him. They're slapping him. He doesn't respond. That's a great insight, man. You know, with uh, yeah. Pontius Pilate, uh, he's just stone cold all the way to the cross. And when you get to the cross, stone the most res- resolute. Resolute. He knows, yep. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. Resolute is the right word. Yeah. Most criminals, when they're getting crucified, you know, they they sometimes have to like tie ropes to their their feet into their ankles to pull them out because they they know what's about to happen. They don't want to get on this cross. They're trying to get away. Yeah. I rather, if I'm going to get crucified on a Roman cross, I rather try to flee and just get jabbed with a sword or a spear. Yeah. Than to actually get on this cross. So that's, yeah, I hadn't thought about, about that, that, that one either. Yeah. So the good. point is, is that you, yeah. if you're a criminal, going to get crucified, you're going to do everything in your humanly possible to not get nailed to that cross. Run, mm. punch someone, punch a guard, do whatever you possibly can do. Getting just slashed with the sword is way better than getting nailed to that cross. Hmm. And yet, what did he do? He just got on it. He just willingly got nailed to that cross. So, and then they offer him, you know, that myrrh, um, that myrrh mixture, and um, he didn't want it. He said, no, I don't need it. And what, what is myrrh? It's a narcotic. It, I was going to say, it dulls pain. It dulls pain. Right? So yeah. these Jewish women, they would often give crucifixion victims myrrh, wine mixed with myrrh, because it would dull their pain. Yeah. And he's like, nope, I don't need it. Don't want it. Why? Because what is myrrh, what is a narcotic going to do to know, to, to, dull the, the wrath of the father on sin yeah the spiritual reality yeah no 
It's not about the body. It's about the spiritual punishment that he's feeling. And then he says, you know, why have you forsaken me? Right. There it is. So he's facing this separation, this wrath. Yeah. So all that to say, um, that connects to with Jesus being this high priest and he can sympathize with us. So there is nothing that you will face in life. And I have to, I'm preaching to myself now that there's nothing that I will face in life that will even come close to that. And yet Jesus as a man mm-hmm. empowered by the spirit, yes, he's God too, but he walked as one of us. Mm-hmm. He was able to, to be courageous in that moment and be resolute and then go to the cross willingly. Yeah. So there's nothing, there's nothing. I don't, I mean, whatever it is, like being tortured for the sake of the gospel, uh, getting my toenails torn out and my eyelids cut off and whatever, the worst torture. You can read, this happened to Christians throughout history. I know, I'm sitting read, with my Read eye, Fox's Book of Martyrs. Sitting my eyes closed, kind of cringing, going, oh, oh I don't even and, think But this it. happens to our brothers and sisters of Christ. Nothing, none of that will compare. It's terrible. To what Christ went through. And he was... Not my will, but your will, will be done. Held on to, you know, think of Hebrews 12. He looked forward to this reward with joy. And, man, that's courage right there. That's it. <laughs> you got me all willy creepy out. <laughs> I'm creeped out. Oh, man. So how, how are we to be like Christ in that? Well, we are to... Uh, the only way to be courageous like Christ is courageous is to be with Christ mm-hmm. and to have this experience with the knowledge of Christ, the truth. Yeah, and then obey him. And obey him. Right, yep. Tristan? That's how, you, that's how you're going to obey him. You Tristan, can't ob- obey for there's no other way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anything else you want to say about that? No. Yeah, we can wrap it up. This is a shorter one for us, 34 minutes. This is probably what most people do when they do a podcast is they probably go about a half hour and we seem to go longer but whatever anyway again that wraps up this little mini series on I guess starting from Acts 4 but just talking about this idea of knowledge being with Christ and how that manifests and boldness mm-hmm. how we treat one another so thanks again for listening to the Priest of Persuade podcast um, you can visit our website afci.us and learn more about our ministry and give if you are so inclined um also i forgot to say this in previous podcast episodes i don't know in the last handful but apparently if you leave a rating on apple Podcasts or whatever you listen to it helps us with discoverability so whatever the algorithm is how all that works if if you leave the more ratings you have on your podcast the more it's able to be searched so that would be a, a wonderful gift that you could give us if you enjoy our content is give us a, a rating. But again, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.